The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash, let's ride with insiders talking Cowboys today. John Mashota of The Athletic, Nick Eatman, the originator and ungraded from DallasCowboys.com, and the longest tenured beat writer consecutively. Going back to the Chan Gailey days, right? Was no Switzer? Switzer. Switzer. Come on. Switzer. Switzer. Lance Hill, the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Switzer. Switzer. Wow. How you doing, man? How you guys doing? Nick, happy to see you again, buddy. Thank thank you. I, I saw you just last week. I know. Arizona. Man. We had a good time. Clarence Arizona. was working, man. Hey. He was working in Arizona. Is he, is he the longest beat writer? Yeah. Beat yeah. But that's okay. I mean, that's okay. Who are we talking about? Nothing. Um, anyways, no, Clarence I, at the owner's meeting. I mean, he he was working he was working hard over there. I mean, it's a it's a challenge. You got to keep up with the with the Joneses. Literally, that's what it is. Well, you know, and, and I, I I try to tell people, you know, they have these owners meetings at at these different locations in West Palm Beach, years some years, and and some years it's in Phoenix, and and these great locations, great vacation locations. We're at this swank hotel, thousand dollars a night or whatever it is, and you think, oh, you're gonna you know you're gonna be at the where were we at? The uh, Biltmore. The Biltmore, Arizona Biltmore. I've been there. It's nice. It is nice. We don't get to enjoy. We nah, get this. We get. We have a media room. We get to stay in the hallways, you know. And you know, it's you don't really get to enjoy the sunshine, whether it's in Florida or Arizona, because you're in a hotel trying to get glimpses of quotes, you know, outside a lobby when people come in and out from the meeting rooms. You get one night, we get we get one nice little, they do a big party that we all get to go and eat and drink, but you're there working, you're networking, you're you're waiting for, for Stephen Jones. Monday, they start press conferences at 7 a.m., and I was there at 7 a.m., you know, after hanging out, I just meant that you, you did a good job. You worked hard. I mean, I think we're good. Like we're good. you just worked hard. You I worked hard. Let, I, I know, you don't need an itinerary. I, I just want to let you know it's a long it's day. It's a grind, people. It was a long this day. Is, this is seven a.m. I would just give you a compliment. Seven a.m. to midnight. Seven a.m. to Who midnight. Who else could do this? Seven a.m. to midnight. He did good. He he outworked me for sure. He definitely did. Seven a.m. to midnight. Yeah. You, dog. Now, did you get to stay Just a at that hotel? No, I was at the Four Point Sheridan. I stayed there one night, <laughs> when, one time when when the Cowboys were the coach were coaching the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I think it was 2014, and I stayed at the Biltmore. And there was a there was a cleaning person that was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, there's some couple players right here, but it's like the kickers and the punters, so it's not going to get too rowdy." Uh, it was the loudest I've ever slept next to anybody, like any hotel room. It was just like music going. It was Pat McAfee from the Colts. Like he was made the Pro Bowl and was just throwing parties That's there. Fine. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when he, I was like, this guy's going to, yeah. So what is he going to do when he's You stayed there doing the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. It was, it was crazy. It was the, that was the year that they, they coached the Pro Bowl. You know, right. Well, they've coached it several years because you know, they've, how many times they've lost as a, as a, as a top seed and, and, I did it with Wade, and we did it yeah. with Jason. <laughs> yeah, the coach of your pro bowls is not like something to go on the resume. <laughs> I uh, was starting to peruse some mock drafts. I haven't, I haven't heavily followed it, but uh, 
I saw Bijan Robinson, uh, according to uh, NFL.com and Bleacher Report. Then I saw the tight end for Notre Dame, Michael Meyer, on uh, PFF. And then the other tight end, uh, Kincaid, saw him on another draft uh, draft board there. And, and just me. Now we get to go around the room and start with you, John. I don't think people understand that because Dalton Schultz left, the Cowboys aren't going to just say, oh, we must fill the first-round pick with a tight end. Think, I think the last tight end it's going to first round is David LaFleur back mm. when Aikman was around here. Yeah, that and then also that Mike McCarthy it, during his 13 years with the Packers, they never took one even in the second round. Um, it was Jermichael Finley, Richard Rodgers in the third. I think those are the only two times they even took somebody in the third. And then everybody tells you that knows this draft, that studies this draft all year round, that this the best class is the tight ends. Mm. So if that's the case, then why do you necessarily have to – go for one in the first round. I mean, I guess if there's a guy that you think, you know, I mean, everybody's st- scouting staffs are different. If you think this one guy, like Michael Mayer, is clearly yeah. better than everybody else, then, yeah, maybe you do that then. But uh, I-, I don't think they're taking a tight end at 26. I just think that a lot of these mock drafts, you know, a lot of these people are going to position, oh, hey, Cowboys just lost Dalton Schultz. This fits into there, you know. And so um, I don't know. I just think that there's going to be a better value. You know, that's the thing. Like, I just think guys will slip. I don't think Bijan Robinson will, but obviously if he was there, that that seems like a no-brainer to me. The guy that I'm interested in is Nolan Smith, the DN from uh, Georgia, who he's a little bit smaller size-wise, but he tore it up at the combine, and uh, I would just think he'd be a great piece to add to Dan Quinn's defense if he was to fall. I mean, obviously DN isn't the biggest need, but if a player like that falls to you, how can you pass on him? Nick, the whole tight end uh, speculation. And I'm, I'm not good on the tight end there in the first round. I, I just I don't think if they really wanted that, if they really felt that it was a huge need, they would have signed Dalton Schultz when his stock was falling like it did or whatever. I mean, I, I think they would have brought him back. So I don't. I, I think you add a tight end. I don't think you have to get one in the first round. But but just see how it falls. You know, I mean, if they have a guy like if they think is a Kelsey type guy that he's fallen. Sure. I mean, I, I think you're you're fine with it, but I wouldn't go into it thinking we got to get it tied in. I mean, one of the things I gleaned from the owners' meetings uh, on those nights is that at the end of the day, they didn't think Dr. Schultz was elite. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, they did offer him the 12 million year contract a year ago. He didn't take it. He thought we'd get more. They were they were ready to, this year. You know, they weren't really going to put the type of money back up for him, and he thought. Initially, he was going to get more on the, on the market anyway, but they did not think he was that elite player. So the reason I say that if there's an elite tight end there that they believe, I think they would take it because it's the best player at the position. And and and, and that's why a lot of people are mocking tight ends because some of those tight ends are ranked very high. They're considered you know special tight ends. And if one falls, then it's something to be considered. They're not going to force a tight end. I think that's the – you know we, we've talked all along about – what they've done in Fred and say how they don't have to force a position. You know, they can be pure to this draft. But if the best player is that tight end, I think they could they 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 would consider taking mm-hmm. one. You know? Yeah. They're not gonna force it. It's not a need position, but if the best player is one of those special tight ends are there and people think Meyer, those guys are pretty good and who can do everything. Yeah. But once you get past the first or second round and then they'll say you don't address it till third or fourth, to me that that suggests we are okay with Ferguson starting. They are. And I think they should be. They, they are. Yeah. But if, if one of those special guys are there, they're not going to bypass him. But, 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 but again, that's see, my problem with, the, with those, and in, in, in I know you brought up the mock drafts, it's a freaking guessing game, especially when sure. you're 26. You know, you're, you know, no one knows. 
you know, you're only, you know, everybody's guessing. No one, you don't know what, where Bijan is going to go. You don't know where some of these guys are going to go. You got to, you know, we're all at the liberty. I got to do a mock draft too, and I, I just hate this whole mock draft thing because everybody goes crazy about it. Because when you're that low in the draft, you can't control who's there. You don't know who's going to be available. Then you got to decide where to, okay, if a tight end and a defensive end have the same grade on your book, what do you do? Then you go with knee, right? Mm. I don't know. I think I would go DM, DM because I don't yeah. think you got to factor in which all position that, is more valuable. I mean, all, all that, that's the other thing that hurts with the draft, at least recently, is there's been so many first round pick tight ends that haven't hit, you know, and, and I think that factors in a little bit too, where you're like, hey, yeah, this guy right here that you might get at 26, this guy right here you get in the second round at the back end of the sixth round at what, 58, might just be just as good as that guy is. Why are we spending that premium pick there? Exactly, and that, that is my problem with the whole thing is that the bus rate tight end is higher than it is a running back, but, you know, with this whole referendum against running backs. Oh, you can't take a running back because they don't have value. You say the same thing about tight end. You can say the same thing about safety. Why would you take a safety at the top of the draft? You know, or off the ball linebacker. Of course, Mike is not an off the ball linebacker, but you know, look at the off. It's the- funny you say that about the <laughs> about the running back thing because when I think of that, I think the only one that is up for debate is is Bijan Robinson. Right. And I just think it's funny that if there's any Cowboys fans out there that say that, it's like, be careful with what, what you wish for because, man, he certainly makes a lot of sense for the Eagles oh at, at, at 10. And, and then all of a sudden he's in your division and now right. you got to deal with him twice a, a year. So you know? if he helps the Eagles win two Super Bowls next right. three years, but he doesn't play 10 years, all oh, those are horrible pick. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just stupid. Yeah. Like, when you said we don't know where he's going to go, I, I was like, I do. He's going to Philly. Yeah. Well, he's going to Philly. You know, uh, that would be a night with him with, with Jalen Hurts. And, I mean, that, that, that would Terry. be crazy because, I mean, I just talking to people in Philly. You know, the running back, there, I can't even think his name, went to Carolina. Uh, Sanders. Yeah, they think, you know, Sanders, a lot of his stuff was based on the quarterback. They don't think he was that special, which is why they let him go in for agency. He didn't get a lot of money to get the money he thought he was going to get in for agency, but they let Sanders go. I think about Jamal um, Lewis. With the Ravens, Ozzy used a first round pick on him. He didn't have a long career, but they won he got cha- hurt though. But yes, yeah, they won a championship with him. He, he had a two thousand yard season, but they got what they needed out of him. And I go back to what you say, Clarence. Who cares if he's you know people talk about a ten year player? I think people really forget that it's it's NFL careers are short, mm-hmm. and for running backs, it's shorter because you only have so many hits in your body. But if you give somebody five good years on a first contract, then, then and, and they're gone. Six, does, with, six with the franchise tag. Okay, th- does it matter? And if that's the case, you know, because obviously with the Cowboys, people will talk about Zeke. It's the contract that Zeke got off of it. If you just tell me that you're going to get those first five or six years of Zeke, who's not taking it? Especially with the way that that team was built, it's not like he was. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the first rounders that really, like Leonard Fournette. What did he really give no. to Jacksonville? You it know, like something like shot. that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a couple others though. I'm talking about like the the elite elite back oh, that goes like top, top ten, yeah. where you're like, oh, this is gonna be our bell cow for the next you know ten years. Yeah, the the thing about it which makes it difficult is the five year. You say five years or six with a franchise tag, but it, it's it's never it never goes like that because if the guy's really good, let's say it's Zeke like after three years, you know, really good, has a couple rushing titles, they don't just sit there. It's so awkward. You don't just sit there and go, well. Sorry, two more years, and then we're done. You know, and then he's looking for more money, and then media starts talking, and then it's like, well, I want the Cowboys pay this guy, and then it, it, it it's it, not as smooth as it sounds of just paying for five years because he it, performs it, it, well. It, yes, but they but they, they put a clause the in there. They've changed the rules. You can't hold rules. out, right? So you can't. I mean, what I'm saying, you can't do what Zeke did anymore. 
So they're kind of limited. Correct. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it, it, to me, it, it's that's why to me it, it, it sucks because generally when you, especially for running backs, they're at their prime in the first five years of their career. But when they get a chance to get paid, you know, they're on the next contract. So you're really paying up what they did before right. and not what they're going to do. Yeah. But you got them the first five years on the cheap. Like, what did, when did Zeke really fall off? Like, five? Five years? Yeah. He's played seven years. Yeah. I mean, he's had a couple years. Yeah, I mean, but, like, they, but they got him on the cheap for the first three years. Sure. You know, for what he meant to this franchise and what he did in the Russian time, they got him on the cheap. But no one says that. You know, that was just yeah. a deal. Trent Richardson was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, Third Trent overall Richardson pick. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, where you're not getting anything close to that. Like, Zeke, he gave you two rushing titles. I mean, and again, and again, the, the key thing about all this, yeah. too, is look at the way that that Cowboys team was built. It made a lot of sense then for that team the to go in that team. direction. Yeah. running team. No. Yeah, it's that. So it's so the the draft is is you know this whole who they mocking to the Cowboys. I've seen offensive linemen. I've seen defensive ends. I've seen the defensive tackles. Certainly, I've seen the tight ends. I've seen cornerbacks. I've seen running backs. Okay. It's wide open for the Cowboys. That's how it should be because they've done a good job in free agency where they can take the best player. If they were at ten, would you be fine with them taking B.J. Robinson? At ten, yeah. I would be fine, but, mm-hmm. you know, Steven said that you can't, you know, we talked to him at the combine. Right. You know, you can't take him that high because of the value. That's what they believe. Yeah. You know, the, at, you know that, that, that because of the value of the back, you know, he's learned. I guess he learned, you know, even though he, they <laughs> he liked said, what they did with Z. He said that, he said that, though. This is my second, like, I absolutely hate that Monday press conference, like, before the draft. That's my least favorite press conference. Right. Because that year in 2016, he even said, we don't value the running back that high, and then they take Zeke at the fourth pick. So, yeah. it's it's the – Liar's poker. It's just – yeah, it's not a good one because it, what are they going to say? You know, of course they're going to say that kind of Sometimes stuff. Sometimes they'll just sit on the bus but and I tell do, you that they want to keep no, Zeke No, but I, I just think that – I think that I, – I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think they do have the experience of Zeke and experience of the contracts and all the other I, stuff at this point. I'd take him at 10. Yeah, I would too. I'd yeah, take I him mean, at 10. I, I would, yeah. <laughs> Sitting here just looking at um, – uh, pulled up a little web story on tight ends going in the first round. You had uh, Kyle Pitts in 2021 going to Atlanta at four. I'd still be all on board with Kyle Pitts. I think he's in a bad situation. Oh, I do, I do situation. think he's special, though. Mm-hmm. Noah Fant, Broncos, yeah. 20th overall in the first round, 2019. TJ Hawkinson goes pick eight to Detroit in 2019. He's no longer with the Lions. He's with Minnesota. Hayden Hurst, the interesting thing about him going at 25 to the Ravens in 2018 is he was drafted in the first round before they took Lamar Jackson. In Baltimore, uh, mm-hmm. he's no longer in Baltimore. He's in Cincinnati, and now he's someplace else. None of those guys you just mentioned have performed like what you'd expect out of a first-round pick. Uh, Hurst was really good at South Carolina, too. Yeah. Uh, David Njoku, coming out of Miami, he was a 29th overall pick to Cleveland, now on his second deal. Evan Ingram, he got paid. He, he got paid last yeah, year. He's he, the he, reason Schultz is he, in Exactly. Yeah, Schultz, Schultz, Schultz wanted to get that Njoku yeah, money. Hey, give us that. <laughs> they were like, every, all the owners look at, don't, whatever the Browns put out, don't bring it to us. Agent of the year right there. Okay, but but you, you you put this list together. I think Hurst is a good player. I think Hawkins is a good player. You know, he yeah, went to Minnesota wanted but, him. But a top ten pick? Good. Well, top ten, maybe Hurst wasn't the only person that was top ten was was, was Hawkinson. Yeah. Everybody else is Hawkinson because they're all, everybody else they're twenty all later trying to draft these two guys that are out there, which I don't know where they were drafted. They but were well what round. Are we talking about Kittle wasn't Kittle drafted that high. Yeah. Kittle was like a third or fourth round pick. Kittle, Kittle, Kittle the Cowboys passed on Kittle. Yeah. Kittle was a five. And so I'm just everybody passed on I'm, I'm just naming first round so titans, digs. Yeah. Just, just to kind of go through it. So twenty seventeen you had the Giants taking Evan Ingram at twenty three. I think he's on uh, team three now. 
now OJ Howard coming out of Alabama that oh, national championship game. Uh, Tampa took him 19. Uh, he's been bouncing around. Uh, boy, one of the worst picks ever. Um, at 10, the Lions took Eric Ebron, passed on Odell, Zach Martin, and uh, um, some dude named Aaron Donald. Yep. Tyler Eifert, coming out of Notre Dame, was 21 to the Bengals. And then uh, Jermaine Gresham, the Bengals took him at uh, 21 in 2010. So there's there's a lot of lot. Of <laughs> I don't dudes. want to take a tight end in the first round. I think you can just put that on there. Yeah, yeah. Don't so want just, to do just, that. Just looking at this, you can say tight end it's first hard. round. That's a, that, that's a tough one. That's a tough because you see these guys and, and what they did in college. And most of those guys, I would imagine, are kind of like big receivers in college, you know, especially Pitts. And then you just get here, and it's it's tough. It's tough to do all that. You know, the game is is different, so they don't. It doesn't translate the same. To the break here, so we've got a little draft talk there. Let's dive into uh, Terrence Steele and and what we heard at the owners' meetings about Terrence Steele and his position. Could he be playing some guard, tackle? Where does he uh, Where does he go? We'll do that with Clarence Hill, Nick Eatman, John Michaud. I'm New East the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash from the star. All right, the, the draft is this month, so so there's a whole lot of things going on with the draft and a whole lot of just, just coming off the owners' meetings about where the Cowboys are at here. Let's dive into it. John Mishota, got uh, Nick Eatman and Clarence Hill here. I'm Newey Scruggs. So, uh, Nick, I'll start with you. Okay. Mike McCarthy you know, met with the media and Terrence Steele, who started at right tackle last year. They let Lel Collins go to Cincinnati. Steele gets hurt, and now we're talking about – Steel playing some guard, and Jerry's like, we, Tyron is starting. So, uh, what do we make of all this you know, in, in March, April? It was funny. We asked 
those guys, uh, Mike and then Steven and Jerry, not in that order, but those three of them in a span of about 24 hours. And they all had different answers. I mean, not not completely different, but just different answers to that question. Um, personally, I, I, I don't think he's going to play guard. I don't. But I thought the interesting thing that, that McCarthy said was it's almost like we're tired of hoping that our offensive line can have some continuity. We're just going to plan that that it's not going to be the case because it hasn't been the case since he's been here. So it's like, let's cross-train everyone. Let's play him at guard some. Any center is going to have to play guard, vice versa, and all that. We're just going to go into this knowing that this is going to happen. But I don't. at the end of the day, I don't believe Terrence Steele is really going to be playing left guard. I think he ends up playing tackle. If they say best five, I think Terrence Steele will be in the best five. I, that's what I believe. Jerry Jones does not think he's one of the best five at tackle or best two at tackle, which is, you know, and, and the idea that, and I'm not dis- disagreeing yeah. with you, what you're saying, because at the end of the day, Tyron's injury his, history is probably going to make that the case anyway. Right. But going into it, the fact that we're talking about cross-training still at left guard or even giving him guard reps tells you he's not the main guy at tackle. Because if he's the main guy tackle, if he's the guy you think is going to be your starting right tackle, you're not giving him guard reps. You're not you're not giving you know your starting right tackle, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I'm gonna let you. Yeah, no, I, don't, yeah I, I was gonna say I have a rebuttal of that. But, but I don't. don't let what I'm but I'm just saying that you're not. I mean, if he's your starting tackle, yeah. then why are you giving him guard? If he's going to be your starting tackle, why are you okay. giving him guard reps? I mean, the tackles are the, are the most important oh, players out there. Go ahead. I was gonna say Mike McCarthy said multiple times last year that he thinks that Terrence Steele's gonna be here for a long time yeah. to the point where like. I remember it being like a little surprised by it because I'm like still looking at him as, oh, this is a undrafted guy. Is he really? I think they're more of, hey, if we're going in the season today, we got to cross train him there because right now, what do we have at left guard? Chuma Udoga. Did I say that right? I think so. Yeah. So I think they want to try and cover themselves, but I would be very surprised if they get well, to this draft and they don't draft a guard. I think also out of respect, you know, they talked about that with Zeke. You know, that's why they don't give him a deal. It was a low ball. And all that respect is a big deal, and it's going to be a big deal for Tyron Smith. Out of respect, you say, all right, here's your contract, and just detailed. I mean, every game he plays is almost a million dollars. You can make $6 million or you can make seventeen. but this is how you get to all that. And, by the way, you're a backup. No, I mean, they're not going to do that to him. They're going to say, all right, this is the deal. You've been here a long time, future Hall of Famer, and this is how you make this money. Uh, uh, we'll we'll but see. They don't, but they don't then, have to say anything at all. I know, I'm but but they're saying right now that he's left tackle. But that's you have to say that because you just gave him the contract. But I mean, if it's best five, I don't think he will be. So let me ask this, just based on what you're talking about yeah. with Tyron's money. Terrence Steele is coming up, and they'd like to negotiate with yeah. him. So you know, you pay guards a lot less than you pay tackles. Yeah, uh, is, it, is any of that? No. Could any of that be? A I don't. Think, I don't think. Yes. See, there are people. I don't think they're trying to lowball. Oh, this is a year early. Let's 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 try to cross train him with guards. So when he has to come up with tackle, you know, we don't have to pay him. I don't. I I, I don't see that. I don't think they're being that. Uh, Calculated is looking into next year and say we we're going to cross train him with guards. We're going to lower his time. I don't think he's going to get. My. Great tackle money. I mean, at, at this point, you know, how much money do you think he's going to get a tackle that you have to try to lowball him a year early? I don't think he would be a good guard. I'm not, or not I that don't either. Good. He's too tall. He is too tall. But I, and I guess getting back to the Tyrants, but my conversations with, with people in the front office and not Jerry Jones is that they think Tyron Smith is a better pass blocker. Than Terrence, than Terrence Steele, yeah. which is all what what, and that he's might been be saying. great for the first series of the of, of the season. I thought we were going to run the ball. That. I thought Again, we were running the football. I, I, 
I thought that was the thing. We're gonna and they run think it. he can be. They think you know if he practices, he can be as good a run block. I'm. I'm going to tell what, you what I was told. Here, okay, here's what I what I don't understand, and I, I'm I'm definitely in the minority in this. Tyrant. I mean, um, if it's best five, then why have a really good tackle? We'll say Tyrant's healthy. Why have a good tackle as your swing tackle, and you're trying to figure out what's going on at left guard when you know Tyler Smith can play left guard. I mean, he's going to be here 10 years. Okay, fine. So what if the first two aren't fully at left tackle? Like, he can do it. I mean, so if yeah. that's your best five, why not slide him in there? And I do think it. there's a good chance that that ends up happening if they weren't to draft somebody high enough. Yeah. Uh, here's, the quote, here's the quote, though. From This was the one when it first raised my, my eyes when he said it. This is uh, at training camp last August, last August 15th. Mike McCarthy goes, you just got to be so impressed with Terrence. Two years in a row, he's had a tremendous offseason. I think Terrence is someone that has a chance to be an anchor over at right tackle for us for a long time. And this is before the season started. There's nothing that happened during the last season that would go, yeah, I bet you they're changing their tone now. No. Like, there's nothing that he did. So I, I find that hard to believe um, that the coaching staff doesn't think. Now, they're obviously a new offensive line coach now, and so he's going to have his own say in it. But I find it hard to believe that Terrence Steele isn't going to be your, your starting right tackle. I went back, and uh, we, were, we were talking about the players' lounge in our text chat, and I said, guys, I'm really not going to stress over what's being talked about in March because – we're talking about a 17-game schedule. Mm -hmm. People are going to get hurt. And then one one of the players here, Tyron Smith, we know is not going to play 17 because this is just it's just the bottom-line facts. We've got half a decade right now to prove it. So they can tell us all this stuff here, but the reality is we know if this is the lineup they want to put out here, it ain't going to be 17 games of that lineup. Yeah. And because you know that, it makes sense to have three guys that are all offensive tackles. I mean, you also got to yeah. develop somebody else behind them for when Tyrant goes down. I'm totally but. fine with that unless Tyrant Steele's offseason of maybe playing guard changes his his body type or he's trying to do that. I always think about Tyrone Crawford, honestly. I know I've said this on here maybe before, but other show of just Crawford never knew what he, what he was going to do going into the offseason. Tackle yeah. in, you know, losing weight, gaining weight and all that. And, and he was because, you know, these position flex guys are good to have, but it also kind of kind of stunts them from from maybe taking it to another and level. Seals coming off an injury. Yeah. So so yeah. we have to also see that. He, he's looked good. I mean, I've seen some of him on, on IG, on Big Duke's IG. He, he He's looking pretty good, Yeah. you know, coming off this injury. And, I mean, and, and it's different between an offensive lineman and a wide receiver and the cutting and all the stuff. I think he, he'll be ready to go. What about center Tyler Biotish? I mean, he's coming off of making a Pro Bowl. I'm, I don't think that they would be trying to go in another direction there. I think what it comes down to – and, and just reading about, because I'm not going to sit here and act like I just study all of these draft prospects, but there is a lot of guard slash center with a lot of these prospects, guys you can get second, third round, things like that. I think that's what they would like to get, is they to get up, draft somebody, maybe second, third, fourth round, that they feel like can be a guard, can be your backup center if needed, and then go from there. But um, I, I don't know. I think Tyler Biotis will be the center here for, for a while. I think he'll get a second contract. Well. Um. My conversations, they like him. They're, they're, they're not concerned about the center position. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you get another Connor McGovern type of guy and hope that he doesn't get hurt his first year and all that, which I think really kind of hurt him there. But but that type of guy, you know, second, third round. Steve Avila of TCU. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could be a first-round guy. Yeah, I think he's a – no, I'm well, just, I'm just, just what there's, I'm fine, a, there's a position flex guy with guys playing guard and can play a center. Love it. I mean, at 26, 
so the pro shop may not love it to sell the jersey or whatever, but man, you get me another Tyler Smith at 26, or you know, with but in this case, probably more center guard than guard tackle. But I think that would be great. I think that if that guy comes in, the big guy from Florida, right? He's yep. 330 strong. I'd be fine with that. But. When we come back, we talked about a lot of a, a lot of uh, offense. Let's flip to the defensive side here as we get ready for the draft and an area that I'm still harping on that I want to see addressed. Hopefully, day one. If not, definitely day two. With Clarence Hill, Nick Eatman, John Michaud, our new East Coast. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Here we are, Media Mash, talking about the Cowboys. Draft is coming up here. They've done some good free agency work, so that next thing to tackle is the draft where the Cowboys uh, under Will McClay have done an outstanding job of drafting players and getting Pro Bowl talent out of them. So we've got John Mishota at The Athletic, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, and Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, I'm Newey Scruggs. D-line is still an area I, I just really, really want to see them address either the first night or day two. I'm a cowboy historian, and I go back and I look at all five championships. They had outstanding play on the defensive line here. And they've got to find a way to stop the run because, in my opinion, when I look at how you beat the Cowboys the past couple of years, it's been teams have been able to run the ball on them, especially um, in the playoffs. So, D-line, first round, thoughts? Love it. I just think with a lot of Cowboys fans, a lot of people that follow the Cowboys, there's probably a little bit of a bad taste because the last time that they spent a significant pick on the defensive tackle spot, it's been, you know, it was Tristan Hill. It didn't work out, obviously. But I, I don't think that should get you to stop doing that. I think that that's one of the – if you if you list their starting lineup right now, 
I think D-tackle is the one spot where you're like, man, they could certainly use another young guy to, to put next to Osa that you have here for, I mean, Neville Gallimore, this is probably his last year with the Cowboys. Jonathan Hankins, it's a one-year deal. So what do you have left then? You have Osa, you have Quentin Bohanna. I mean, you could definitely use right. some more beef in the middle. Stop. You can also use some more beef in the middle there. Uh, that would make a ton of sense if the right guy's there, that Brian Brissy from, from Clemson. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like Clarence said when we started the show. I mean, what they've done is, you know, free agency, they've put Band-Aids on most of the positions, and, and, and that'll be fine going into the draft. And, and I think that, you know, going into the first couple rounds of the draft, if you don't touch this position, this position, you're fine. That's, that's what free agency is supposed to be, and I think that they've done that. But, yeah, defensive tackle. I mean, if the guy if a guy falls to you there, or or you know, just something that you just feel like you have to have, yeah. the The, the good thing about picking at twenty six is, I think, is it's going to come down to is this guy ready to play right now? Does he come in and, and just play? And so if it, if it's a tight end, sure. If it's a if if it's a corner, you know, whatever it is, that's why I don't see it being a receiver because I just don't think the receiver would come right in at twenty six and and be a difference maker. But I do think a defensive tackle would. It would be wild too because that Jalen Carter from Georgia. A lot oh, of people God. talking about off the field and things like that. If he was to fall all the way to the Cowboys, like how do you how do you pass on that talent? And because I really do believe that if you really want a real game record at D-tackle, you probably got to get him in the top 10. Not many of them really fall that yeah. far. And we know Jerry loves a rehabilitation project. Right. You know, especially at a good value. Oh, it's as they're talking about good, on TV good, right now. Good, good, did, good value. Did Vince K- Wilfork, <laughs> which I never say his name right, Wilfork. Yeah, that sounds right. Did he fall? I mean, I know, I know he was like 21, 24, something like that. Did he fall to there, or is he no. just like that's kind of what he was? He was a nose tackle. He was big, you know, and it was. Well, like, you don't really draft nose tackle. You don't have any pass yeah. rush presence, but he was just a special player. He was but yeah, special. you know, and but and, and getting back to defense, I I think that for this to truly be a defense, a great defense, you need a house in the middle. I've, I've said that I'm, again. I'm old school. You cannot be a special defense without somebody special in the middle of that defense, pass rusher, somebody that's going to be a horse in the middle, and the Cowboys don't have that. I don't know if you can get that at 26, but they do need to upgrade that defense tackle position. So, um, Drew Rosenhaus says he's not going to let uh, let his guy Carter go visit anybody who's not in the top 10. Any issues with that? No, I mean... I mean, that's just... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tall. So what is agent that? What play. Is agent play. Yeah, that's agent play, because then it's like, okay, well... What if a team wants to trade up for him? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to let him go meet with him? Right. You're sitting there at 14 or something like that, and you're like, well... If he falls sitting at nine... There at, sitting I'm there like, at 20, if you really want a game... Like like Clarence said, this isn't a Cowboys thing. Like, it's a, an NFL thing. You need good defensive tackle play. There could be a team at 22 that's like, this is the missing piece from our defense. We're going to trade up for I, him. I don't need to meet with you. Right, well... I mean, yeah. I mean... You kind of would like to if you're going to trade up, too, though, you know. You would kind of like to spend some time. I think. I, I, yeah, you're right. I think that they've met with enough people. You know, they'll, they'll, they they kind of – everybody everybody knows what's going yeah, on, yeah. you know. Yeah, people know what's going on. And, and I think that, you know, you know, I mean, just like we talked, oh, the Cowboys weren't going to draft guys they visit with. Then all of a sudden there's some people that they draft, you know, who's on the board, I'm going to take him because I know he's special talent. I th- what's it? If, if it he Mo drops, Claiborne? Yeah, was it Mo Claiborne? Yeah, which okay, I mean, it didn't, work, wasn't out, a, but, didn't no, work out. But like, they traded for him. I don't think they'd ever talked to him. Yeah, I mean, because they saw special talent there, and I think the same thing would be the case with with Carter. I mean, do you think there was a ton of going in and really digging in with Micah Parsons? 
No. Remember the remember that but, story? Uh, no. On, they, on, that, on the draft day that like it was a big deal. Like after they drafted that, like I want to say it was like Mike McCarthy never even was on like a call or anything uh, with him or something like that. I know no. that he got blown into this big like na- like it was beyond just Dallas story about how. Yeah. They, wanted, did, they yeah. had no my idea. They, thing, they had no idea Mike McCarthy was oh, be available. My they biggest were, my they, biggest thing is when people talk about the Cowboys draft is at least. You know, before the last three years since Mike McCarthy has gotten here, you had a little bit of an idea. These last three years in the first round, as we said here today, you had no idea that they were going to draft the guys CD, they did. You didn't yeah. CD, Micah Parsons, Tyler Smith. Five days before the draft, most people didn't were like, there's no chance that Tyler Smith would ever. I mean, heck, an hour before the draft, most people said, not Tyler Smith. The day of the him. draft, I remember, yeah. I remember someone telling me about Tyler Smith. And I, and I did. That, that was my mock pick, but that's only because the day of it, I was just like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, totally. It worked out. Yeah. It, it, it totally worked out here. And I just have this feeling that all but the I'm gonna I'm gonna real quick before you, you say that it worked out because of what we just were talking about about free agency, it allows you to do that. It allows you like they covered themselves with the defensive end just enough that year of twenty twenty. Was it Chase on that they kind of wanted to take? Yeah. But yeah. CD Lamb, like you gotta take what CD Lamb. Right, but I'm Chase just saying, done nothing. I'm saying they've shooting. covered themselves to the point where when that guy falls to them, that they can do it. So you, we don't know. It, it could be a position we're not even talking about. And so, it's like kicker. Uh, cor- let me, let me could throw be this. corner. Let me just throw this out. So, so Rosenhaus is the agent. He's done enough business with the Cowboys through the years. We think if they didn't pick up the phone and say, hey, at least put him on a Zoom with us. At least we got some questions here. That he'd take that phone Absolutely. call. Absolutely. I mean – to put a player, especially a D lineman, on the Cowboys with all the games that they're going to be on TV, Rosenhaus would do that. Yeah. That's just me. At the end of the day, what, what smart agent wouldn't want to push the, a player to the Cowboys where you know they're going to be on TV? And yeah. oh, by the way, if they're really good, Jerry's right. His yeah, but, but he's not pushing them now to 26. Well, this, he's not pushing. No. So the Cowboys are 26. No, I, and, and in my mind, it is the Cowboys calling him, hey, we may. We might. We've done it before. We'd like to have a conversation if if yeah. something can get into play. Yeah, I, I don't see him trading up. I don't see. I don't see that happening either. I, 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 I never, never know, man. Never just, know. Just, just how old is Jerry, how, how is Jerry now? 80, 81? Wow. I'm just no, saying, what no. does they, they got to do with it? Uh, b- because you start, as you get older, it's like talking to the Rangers owner. Why you spend all that money? He's like, hey, man, I'm, I ain't getting no younger. Yeah, but we're trying to get a job. This, this, that's been Jerry's mantra for the last five years. You, you mean, this could be the year. I don't have time to have a bad time. I mean, this ain't, you know, that's, that's been, how long has that, that's been his mantra. He, he's been desperate, you know, got rid of Jason, you know, his whole I have time to you have a bad him, time. You pushed him. Yeah, that. but, I mean, the reason – the reason why he's not going number one or two or three or whatever, that would be really risky to lose two first-round picks for, you know, or however much more you have to do to get up there. The questions about his character or, or work ethic or whatever it is out there. I think if it, it falls to you and you're like, all right, let's do yeah, it. I, it's, like, it's like Des Bryant, and, and I don't— I'm just saying, Des was falling for different reasons too, and it's like, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they would be moving up like with Des. It's not, you're not moving up from. They moved a couple spots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they, right, I could see them doing guy. it for a, for a player. I do not see them going from like not, not too high. Yeah, going into the top. If he gets 10 to like you know 18, 18 19. Right. Like, wait but if Carter Absolutely. starts to fall, and, and as it reports, yeah, legitimate. But if their team saying, hey man, he's not on our board, and next thing you know, a guy starts tumbling down here. I'm not saying it's going to be a Randy Moss type tumble, but if this guy, next thing you know, could be sitting here at 13 or 14, 
I think you'd have to make it to the back he's end of the teens. He's not gonna pass Philly. <laughs> Philly's gonna be like, That's we'll true. take him. Do, yeah, we, we never, never. They're taking, they're taking him. They're taking Bijan. Philly's taking everybody. Yeah, Philly's yeah. gonna take them all. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get a, they're gonna get Trade a player. Trey Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They're gonna surprise us all. They're gonna surprise everybody. Everything. Um, they are in the catbird seat though. For, for the team they have, the picks they have. I mean, it's 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 just the best of the situation. Yeah. Uh, how sure. comfortable are we with the running back coach now, Blasco? Anybody ask McCarthy about that? Mm-mm. Does anybody care about the new running back coach who's never been a running back coach in the league? Does it matter? I, I, I think it matters in the running back room. I don't know that the, you know, obviously um, running back is a position that you wake out of bed, you can play. I mean, I think everybody understands that's why rookies can play. Either, yeah, either you can or you can't. Yeah, you know, you have it. I don't know if the – but I, I think there's some chemistry things that, that you need to have in the room. I think the, the great thing that Skip did last year was to, to, to get Zeke and Pollard and be able to get them to share a load and, and, and split that, handle those, manage those egos in that running back room. The good news is there's not any egos in this running back room. You know, Tony doesn't have an ego. You know, Based on his past, and whoever you bring in to go with him won't have an ego. It's not like Zeke is there or, or some big time back is there that yeah. you have to manage. So I, I think that helps you have a guy like for Blasco be the running backs coach because there's not anybody that you know you have to have reverence to. And you had two, you know, for the the past two running back coaches we've seen here between Skip Pete and the late Gary Brown, those are really two good guys who connected right. with the room. And now you're bringing in someone. Who's not done it? They played in the league, yeah, and yes. skipped before Gary. So those those yeah, those it's been there. Two it's guys been there for a long so. time. Yeah, I'm trying to think even before Skip. I mean, I, maybe like Clarence Shellman way back in the yeah. day, right? But yeah. but I feel like most of the times it's been somebody that's played in, in the league. So, uh, but you know, you can make that case with a lot of positions too. I mean, I don't know if. if uh, Joe Philbin actually blocked a lot of people on the offensive line, you know, in his life. But he was a pretty good coach there too. So, but, I, but yeah, Jerry, Jerry played and on the offensive he line. He did play. He did so. play guard. Yeah. So, so that's what I mean. But just the, I, I don't the, think it's a national. It's, it's issue of playing position. It's issue of experience. coaching the position, experience with the position. Yeah. And they like position. this guy. I mean, they, they they like him. They think he's smart. He was a, he was an assistant offensive line coach. Talking about Blasco, right? Yeah, Blasco. McCarthy's boy. I mean, he brought him in from Green Bay. I mean, yeah, they like him, but McCarthy likes him. I mean, yeah. that's his boy. I mean, this is that's a yeah, that's a that's a family thing. It always and he, has been, and he takes care of his family. That's always I mean, like McCurley, the linebacker, like yeah. John Garrett with Jason Garrett. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you know, literally it, family. It, I mean, yeah. it happens. It, it, it's a family thing, and, and and that that's part of the NFL, and and we'll see Brian how this Shot, works. But I guess I think, and I guess my point is, it will work with this room because there's no big ego, no big name. I mean, listen, we love Tony, but I mean, Tony's not an ego in this room. That was, I just found that uh, something we hadn't really checked. I don't think it would have worked the same way if Zeke was still here. And I think that I, I do wonder was that a part of it as well? I, I do because we have seen that happen before. If it comes back. Yeah. What about that, Clarence? We're not doing this, are we? I just pulled up. We're I just pulled doing. up today, and we're not, space is still in posters outside. Did they give his number away? He did. Gilmore's got his number. Did they give his number away? He wants he already said he wants Anyways. fifteen. He does want 15. Yes. And this, I, could you? Could Last you, time I, I checked, he's still a free agent. I don't know what you're signing for over there. But then again, Will Greer has 15. and He, had to buy, he got to buy a little jersey, those 21 jerseys up. <laughs> do you have to do that if you're cut from No. Yeah, I don't think you'd have to do no. that. Yeah, yeah. No. So Micah, I, Micah I'm pretty sure, looked into it and it was zero. And it was 
million. I mean, yeah, millions with an not, S. Right. It was a bunch of millions. It's not working. He was like, no, eleven's good. Eleven works. Yeah. Curse was like, J. Rod, take. <laughs> Curse, I have to buy any. Yeah, I have, Jared, I, yeah. I've never seen a Curse jersey. Yeah, but but getting back to the Zeke thing, I know we were joking, but there is a, a portion of the fan base that that think that there's a chance Zeke's coming back, and I think Jerry and I were being nice by saying the door is not shut, but. Their, their door is shut. I mean, they, they, they really expect him to sign with somewhere else, but the, the plan is not for him to come back. Yeah. I mean, I, he, I don't see it. Yeah, that, 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 I don't either. I was being sarcastic. I know I said you were being, but there, but there are portions of the fan base. I mean, that, that whole day, I mean, like, are these people nuts? Were they not listening? Well, yeah. There's a lot of people that think that they have a new answer at defensive tackle, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, goodness gracious. There's a lot that happens. Gentlemen, I appreciate your insights today. John Machota, The Athletic, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, and Dewey Scruggs. We will do it again. You know, should we do it next Monday? Are you too available? What's up? Do it on the air. Yes, you're sir. You're just going to say it. Okay. Commit to them right now on the That's air. right. That's I'm right. In. Yeah. yeah. You're in? I'm in. Nice. You in? Yes. Dog? Sure. Okay. All right, Nick. See, there we go. See that easy. I mean, it's See, Easter Monday. Don't we? Don't we? Like, not in the holiday, Easter Monday? Then you should do Easter Monday. <laughs> you work in this business. You know, yeah, the holidays. Yeah, no, but Easter Monday. Monday. You know, about Thanksgiving East- Thursday, is that thing? <laughs> you, you off? <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!